Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got another great show lined up for you that we're going to talk about some really cool stuff today, Tony. I'm actually really excited about the show because it's a lot of fun. I agree. I do agree. This is uh, It's always fun to imagine what could be and plan for your next project. And uh, we're going to be talking about trends in home improvement and remodeling, renovating, and uh, those types of things going forward. Yeah, some of the design trends that we're seeing, not necessarily design like paint color or, you know, cabinet color. You know, we're going to touch on some of those things, but more like what is popular remodel projects? What are the popular remodel projects that are going on now and then into the future? And then what are some of the new construction things that we're seeing? Tony and I are in this industry you know, we work for Par Lumber Company. We build, we don't build, but we supply uh, material to builders to build brand new homes. And I mean, I see a lot of brand new plans come across my desk and I have a pretty good knowledge of the things that they're putting in there, especially the things that I think are cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I see a lot of stuff too. We go out and we walk subdivisions uh, with new homes that are being built, and we get to see the finishes. We get to see the new products that are on the market that are being purchased and used in these projects. And so we get a really, uh, a really firsthand view of how things are changing and progressing. And uh, and then of course here we are. It's 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and honestly, people's focus on things is changing. Here's one prime example. You and I were just talking about this. Over the years, Corey and I have been doing shows like this uh, and talking about these things. And we always project projects that are going to be popular over the course of the next year. This is something that's happening more and more. And as long as I can remember all the way back. Cost versus value. Yeah, cost versus value. We talk about that and we talk about projects that are smart, smarter. And projects that are less smart or will give you your least return on investment. Obviously, you're going to do what is going to be uh, best for your quality of life. Right. But there are things that trend up and down. Here's a prime example. With COVID-19, pandemic, people working at home, guess what? Building a home office suddenly took a big step up. In, in people's needs in their homes, because a lot of people now working from home. And honestly, Corey, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's going to keep going that way. I think you're right in that uh, building a home office or converting a bedroom to a home office and not necessarily just putting a desk in there. We're talking about creating a home office that has no uh, closet space and built-in desks and things like that that are specifically designed around a home office. Now, that's what we're talking about. And historically, that project has been detrimental to resale. People did not want a home office. They would rather and, just turn it into a bedroom. Right. Unless they did, of course. You know what I mean? If that right person came along and said, man, that home office is awesome. I work from home. Perfect. 
but up until very recently, nobody really worked from home. Right. Or a fewer. Yeah. yeah, A large percentage of the population. Uh, You, I think you were considered pretty lucky if you were able to work from home. Everybody kind of wants that or they thought they did. But (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, with the pandemic more, I mean, a huge, huge portion of the country had to work from home. Uh, and continue to do so. And I think you're right. We've all seen it where these larger corporations are saying, we don't need this gigantic building building in this in this uh, really uptown area that costs us a ton of money to have it there. Right. So they're uh, they're kind of focusing on which positions can can work from home and not necessarily take up uh, real estate in an office or, you know, that sort of thing. So I think going forward, I think you're right. You're going to see new construction evolve and change where you will have specific rooms just for an extra space. I'm seeing it a lot on plans already where they're calling it a den. I see that all the time. You see it on the plans. It's a den. And usually when you see a den, it could be anything. Right, it could be a theater room, it could craft, be a craft room, a craft room, or a, a home office, or a VR room. I've Ooh. seen that even recently on a set of plans. Uh, virtual reality space where you have a room big enough to play your VR, to frolic around <laughs> physically while you're yes. looking into a TV screen that's strapped to your head. Yeah, it's actually a very cool thing if you've never done it. Yeah, it's uh, super fun. But uh, <laughs> these are the things, you know, this is what we're going to be talking on the show today. And and that is a very perfect and timely thing is home offices. Yeah. You know? It's something else that I can see also happening is, uh, of course, with the pandemic, uh, you can't get into your gym. You can't go use the the treadmill or the stair climber or the bicycle, you know, the, uh, the there's all of those things. That you go to the gym so often that you freeways. don't even know <laughs> the names of exercise equipment. The one where you sit and your feet go, and then the one where you stand and your feet go. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a, a gym, treadmill. I'm not a re- regular gym guy, but here's the thing. A lot of people are a, a huge percentage of people yeah. go to the gym every day or multiple times in a week. And now guess what? They can't do it. And so there is uh there's a very good um, indicator that people are going to be looking for a space inside the home where they can set up their exercise equipment. Yeah. You know, and that's the funny thing is it is going to be for a period of time an existential change. It's going to be a shift in how we think and how we work and how we work out and how we entertain because it, this pandemic, it's probably here for a bit longer and a lot of people are going to be afraid to do certain things like go to the gym, like go into the office. Uh, like go to the movie theater, but you still want those experiences and you still want to work out. People need it. So I think you're right. You're going to see things like that where people, you know, the home gym uh, equipment sales are probably going to skyrocket Yeah, going forward. Yeah, things are definitely changing, especially this year over previous years. I think we've we talk about these types of things regularly over the years, and a lot of times they are very small changes but uh, this one is a big one this could this really really is changing the way people view what they need at home 
and how they're going to use their home because now they're there all the time. All the time. All the time. So, I mean, I will require in my home a gigantic kitchen and a gigantic bedroom. <laughs> I require. I'm just going to eat and sleep. In my so home, a gigantic cleaning machine that can just, <laughs> just clean the entire place. <laughs> Uh, or a butler. Yeah, yeah, or a butler. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this is some of the interesting stuff we're going to be talking about today. The things that are popular uh, now that haven't been in the past and, and the things that are trending. So we're going to do all of that as soon as we come back from this break. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us today. Tony and I are going to be talking about design trends and uh, what we're seeing going on in the year of the pandemic. Yeah. How have you decided that you need to change the interior? I, mean, I know you've been just revamping, right, or um, renovating spaces in your home. And but leaving them as the same space, maybe making it a little bit bigger or whatever. But what do you see inside your home that you want to change that is not going to just be a newer version of the same thing? Well, I mean, in my particular home, I've done we have remodeled every aspect of our home, it seems, from the last uh, for the last five years that we've lived there. Just everything. Backyard, front yard, kitchen, bath, both bathrooms. I'm finally done with both bathrooms. Our master bath was the last thing that we just did. And uh, we added, you know, we, we went really bright in there. That's kind of one of the common uh, design trends. Uh, interior design trends is a lot. Everybody's kind of getting back into the whites, white looks. You'll see a lot of very light colored things. White on white is very popular. Uh, I was skeptical. Uh, my wife was like, nope, this is what we're doing. And uh, it turned out really, really good. Uh, but probably the biggest thing that I've focused on over the years is energy efficiency and the amount of uh, uh, how healthy my home is. And we've talked about this on, sh on the show so many times over the years. Uh, it's not just about energy efficiency, but if you couple that with the health of your home and living healthy within your home, I think we kind of all saw a little bit of that during the wildfires this year. Uh, we had a ton of wildfire smoke that was just sitting here for what seemed like forever. Yeah, weeks at least. Yeah, a couple weeks. It was just, I mean, the level, the air quality level was off the charts terrible. And the things that really got me thinking about that was our... The, the way that our furnace works, we have a, uh, an air mover, so we have a cold air return that draws air in, runs it through the furnace filter, back through, through the ductwork, and then back into the house. Well, whenever that furnace filter, or whenever the furnace kicks on, it draws air through that, that cold air return, 
it creates drafts. And whenever it turned on, every single spot in my house that had a crack that was open to either the exterior or the attic or the crawl space, it was drawing that air through. And especially our front door is an older front door. The weather stripping on it is that old metal on metal where it kind of creates that right yeah little, that hook mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd call it but interlocking yeah interlocking yeah it's not foam so it doesn't seal you know it kind of just kind of seals and whenever the furnace would turn on man when the AC would run the AC it sucked in that smoke and you could smell it so we ended up taking uh painters tape painters masking tape and taping off our front door all the way around because every time it kicked on, man, that thing would fill our entire house with smoke. So that's one of the projects I'm going to be working on. Uh, but more recently than that, since then, we've finished working on our bathroom. But when we took the bathroom, when we demoed everything, I did a lot of air sealing in there uh, into the attic and into the crawl space before I had these pocket door frames that sat right on the car decking. If you don't know what car decking in is, it's two by six tongue and groove, uh, kind of the old way of building the post and beam where you'd have four by eights or four by tens sitting on girders on posts that sit on uh, concrete piers. And then on top of that, two by six tongue and groove car decking that would go down. Well, the bad part about car decking is it's full of holes. It's just really inexpensive, cheap, utility grade wood. Well, it's the structural portion of your floor. Right. Not the pretty portion of your floor. Right. So it's always covered with something. Yeah. Particle board, usually. Yeah. Hardwood. Underlayment, they call that. Carpet over top of that. Right. So what happened is with these pocket doors, the pocket doors sat right on the floor, right onto the- uh, Tongue and groove. Tongue and groove car decking. And then they particle board- Around that. Around it. Which is weird. It is weird. But what happened, whenever we turned that thing on, it would draw air right out of those. And in the wintertime, it was freezing because it would draw that cold air right out of the pocket door holes. So we got rid of those all together. I sealed the the heck out of that room. And I noticed, too, when I had to replace the bath fan, I crawled up into the attic. And I found that the insulation in my attic was severely inadequate. I mean, it was thin. I have two by six ceiling joists. And in some areas, I could see three inches of wood. So I only had a couple of inches of insulation in large swaths of my attic. Yeah. So I actually had a company come over and they uh, boxed or they bagged up all of the old gross insulation that had, we had mice troubles in there at, some, at one point. Uh, they bagged all that up, and we got all brand new insulation blown in, and it's like twenty something inches. Wow, nice. of insulation all the way out to the edge. So I have noticed a huge difference there. And on top of that, before when they bagged everything up, they air sealed the rest of the fixtures in my ceiling lid. So we're gonna have less heat loss in the winter time. Uh, and we're going to have less air being drawn through those holes in the ceiling. So I'm really excited about it. It has made a huge difference in all of our bedrooms and in the master bathroom. 
It's weird. I get excited about that. But... Yeah. No, it's really, it is cool. I remember uh, a long time ago taking a peek into your attic from uh, from your loft. You have a loft area, sort of a second floor loft area that's finished. And it's adjacent to an unfinished space. And out in that unfinished space, we could see out there where the previous homeowner had stacked and piled insulation, bat insulation all up in one area. Yeah. And yet you had so many areas of the other part of the house that were missing insulation entirely. And so it's like he kind of had, had an idea that he was going to do this project and he was going to re-insulate the entire ceiling and he threw it all in one spot and then never did anything with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of been a focus of mine is creating an, a more energy efficient home. And that is a trend that has not slowed down at all. New construction, um, new home builders, remodelers are really putting a big focus on uh, energy efficient windows, energy efficient, you know, appliances and um, reducing fur yeah, furnaces. And, yep. Also and reducing the, the what we're using, like low flow toilets, for example. Right, right. Uh, but also going back to the health of the home, if you air seal and you have that air come in through a dedicated place uh, that is filtered air, then you're not worried about all that junk that it's drawing air from. You know, right. if it's drawing air from your crawl space or your attic, you don't want to breathe that air. Right. It's terrible air. So air seal it right. Ventilate, and ventilate it. Or yeah. air seal it tight, ventilate it right. Right, exactly. We've always talked about that. Yeah, that is... Uh, that is it's very, uh, my house is, uh, it doesn't have a furnace like yours does. And so my house, while it's not pulling air, um, the furnace is not pulling air in from the outside. Uh, you know, I sell fans and things, the dryer and things that do that. Um, but we, our heating is all baseboard heating. And so when we're heating, we don't have that happening. But what does happen is you end up with stale air inside the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so uh, while you're either changing it, 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 traditionally changing it with air that's not clean or not changing it at all, right? And so my situation, while different from yours, is not much better. Yeah. So I, I'm in a I'm in the situation where I need to be doing that too. I need to be intentionally changing the air out in my home with uh, air that's coming in from right where I want it to come from and filtering it before I'm breathing it. In the name of that is an HRV or an ERV. It's an heat recovery ventilator or an energy recovery ventilator they're very similar but work differently depending on the situation you have yeah but it draws air clean air in and doesn't waste energy we can talk more about that as soon as we come back from this break you're listening to tony Corey, your weekend warriors don't go away Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Today, Tony and I are talking about design trends that we're seeing going on now uh, in remodels, in home improvement projects, and even in new construction. Uh, but I did want to say, if you haven't already, go check out our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. We're at WW Home Show. Uh, we'd love it if you went and checked those out and followed us and liked us and looked at some of our stuff. You can leave comments on there. 
if, the, if you miss any of our shows or a portion of this show and you want to listen to it later, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts, or no, Google Podcasts, and uh, download it. And uh, we're all over on podcasts. So go check those out. And uh, if you ever have any questions or comments, you can always go to par.com. That's P-A-R-R.com. Click on the Weekend Warriors link. And uh, all of our information is on there. So feel free to do that. Absolutely. So uh, getting back to what we were talking about, design trends. Um, and of course, we've been kind of hung up on 2020 because there's so many things about this year that's causing us to rethink the way we uh, the way we live yeah. in, in our homes. I need in my house a, a murder hornet trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you... was that was one I don't think really ever came to fruition. They kept talking about murder hornets for a minute, but uh, I think it really didn't spread like they thought it was going to. Maybe a couple couple areas in Washington got them, but uh, I didn't see the I didn't see much news on that. Probably because of COVID, but yeah, it's something to think about. Maybe in the future, putting in murder hornet weapons. I don't know. I don't know how you kill a murder hornet. <laughs> Just scare them away. You have to put a, a sentry. On every door. If you're listening on KTIL 1590 AM in Tillamook, thank you. It's great to have you. Oh yeah, on today. We actually have uh, some news coming up that we'll have to. Uh, it's coming. Make we'll, some, yeah, make we'll be making some uh, some big some, announcements, some announcements, some updates to some of our stations, and it's pretty exciting stuff. I had uh, a friend of mine I was talking to today uh, said he was going to be in Tillamook this weekend and was going to catch the show. And I said, well, do you know what station it's on? He said, yeah, it's on KTIL, 1590 AM. KTIL. Sunday morning from 8 to 10. So I really love Tillamook. Hello, Tillamook. I do, too. I love Tillamook. I haven't been in a long time. We used to go down to Oceanside all the time. And that was our kind of our vacation spot because some friends of ours' parents had a beach house there. And we just loved it. But they sold it. And... Now we don't get to get down there as much as we would like, but I really, really miss going to Tillamook Creamery. Oh, yeah. Well, Tillamook is amazing. The remodel that they did there several years back is incredible. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Yeah, Tillamook's got a lot of amazing things. I'll tell you what, there's one uh, one place that I always frequent in Tillamook. It's a little comic book shop where they sell comic books and other things comic-related and uh, superhero type of stuff, which I really love. So that's nice. one of my favorite shops right there in Tillamook. Love it. All up and down the beach. We're on the. We're kind of all over the Oregon coast, from Lincoln City, Newport, on K Cup K C U P AM yeah. twelve thirty. Uh, good to have you. And uh, what's another one there? Oh, uh, Coos Bay K W R O six thirty yeah. a.m. Yeah, and it, thanks for it, tuning in. Talking to somebody the other day in Salem who said they picked us up on K Y K N fourteen thirty a.m. Uh, in Salem, kicking, kicking fourteen thirty a.m. Kicking fourteen. One yeah. of our newest stations that's not new now, but our one of our newest was in uh, the Tri Cities, KFLD. Oh yeah, eight seventy. So love that. I like that area. Have you been up there recently? It's not been recently. It's been a long time since I've been up there. You went up to Spokane, uh, north of Tri Cities, there a couple of years ago. Right? I was up. Yeah, I was up in Spokane. There, we're actually uh, on in Spokane. I don't know if you knew that. KXLY. Yep, KXLY. I was in Marysville two weeks ago, and uh, spent. Oh, they, they listen on KGY. Spent four or five days up in uh, Marysville, right in yeah. Olympia. I assume so. Well, no, no, no. 
Marysville is way up north above Seattle. They would be listening to, they would be listening to us on a Seattle station, probably KVI. KVI yeah, KVI five seventy AM. Nice Sundays from one to three in Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, we're pandering to our listeners, but uh, yeah, well, it has I been mean, a while since we uh, showed them some love. Yeah, it is. We love to get uh, we get comments from you guys all the time. We love getting emails. So I'm I'm looking at the website right now, uh, obviously, and uh, and I'm noticing that there are some pictures up of the new Weekend Warriors workshop, and uh, oh, very really? cool. Yeah, that's uh, it. Actually, I'm looking at the new workbench that we recently built in a in a video, and uh, looks pretty cool. Oh yeah. Look at that old one with the uh, yeah the old <laughs> mobile work studio collapsible there. mobile workbench. So yeah. uh, Arthur Chenoweth, if you're listening, go check out our website www.homeshow.com and tell us what you think of that uh, new workbench that we just built. Yeah, he's a regular great. listener and he emails us often. I love it. Yeah, I do too. He was telling us about a an old S wing, um, riggers, riggers, riggers axe, riggers axe. Yeah. Right. And had an axe on one side and a waffle hammer waffle on head, the, yeah, yeah, on the other side. We called it something different. Yeah, but. he says I still got it around here somewhere. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> anyway, so we've been talking about design trends going forward, and this is what we've seen this year. We have seen a shift, and home improvement DIY projects have skyrocketed. This year has been the year of the fence. Oh man! If, if we were a like the Chinese calendar, you know, we had the year of something. Yeah, we, this would be the year of the DIY. Yeah, the fences and decks have been the year of home improvement projects off the charts. Tony and I actually cautioned earlier this year, uh, working on your home during COVID nineteen because that we've you know we're trying to keep yourself out of the hospitals. You don't want to you don't want to be in there right now. So we uh, we actually said go easy on some of the home improvement projects, but they weren't listening. Yeah, listen to this. This is pretty interesting too. Um, those working on outdoor spaces saw the biggest increase in demand, with searches for pool and spa professionals three times more than they were a year ago. Crazy. I mean, we I feel like we uh, we very rarely uh, spend a lot of time talking about um, pools and spas, you know, uh, out here. But I'll tell you what. Outdoor living spaces uh, are all the rage, and it's everything from an outdoor kitchen, barbecue area, a sitting space, covered porch, uh, covered or uncovered, hot tub outside. I mean, you are right in the middle of those numbers, Mr. Hot Tub Outside. Uh, Yeah, I love my hot tub outside. We actually recently got it covered with a... Uh, aluminum, extruded aluminum, louvered uh, patio cover that has a motor in it, and it's and it opens those louvers with a push of a button, and it's amazing. We actually have a video on our YouTube channel about it, so you should, if you're interested in that, uh, you can email me or go check that out. I can get you hooked up with the, uh, the specific supplier in this area. According to House, H-O-U-Z-Z, or you talk about House all the time. It's an online home remodeling platform. They reported a 58% annual increase in project leads from home professionals. That is just, uh, that's it. that is exactly what we're talking about. 2020 pandemic, people working from home, spending more time at home. Some people 
honestly unemployed um, and getting incentive checks from uh, from the government and deciding to spend them improving their home. Yeah. I mean, it just has been a an unbelievable amount of increased activity for building material suppliers um, just in order to supply it, uh, these home improvement projects. And even to the point where we saw product running out, empty shelves, empty racks, all over the place. I'm going to throw this out there that if you're considering a major remodel or new construction or something of the kind, I would wait just a little bit longer. Yeah. I hate to say that, but in in the like where we're at right now, I would hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why after the break. All right. We got to take another quick break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors. Thanks for staying with us. Before the break, I was talking eluding. about... I was eluding to holding off on any major projects. And there's a couple reasons. Uh, the... As we all know, there was a gigantic run on products this year, and some things are hard to get. And True. it's not just, you know, one or two building materials. It's appliances. It's certain electrical things. It's certain HVAC things. It's certain items for windows or whatever. If you've tried to buy an appliance in the last couple of weeks, you probably know where I'm coming from. Uh, I'll have a story about that in a second, but... Um, <laughs> I would take this opportunity, this time right now, while you're thinking about this project that yes. you're that you're going to start, and do the opposite of what Corey and I always do, which is jump in jump, right now, jump right in, and and just start spending a bunch of money and get all the stuff, and then and then spend time later thinking about how we're going to do it. Right. Instead, go ahead. I would say, empty out your garage, and start accruing all of the. Of the materials, the building materials that you need, all of the the items, the tile, the the grout, all everything from top to bottom. If you're planning on doing a bathroom project, get your toilet. There's been a shortage on toilets. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Get know your that. toilet. Get your sink. Get your faucets and everything that you need, the tile, and be ready. Plan ahead. Try to make those uh it's hard to do, but try to Look for the unforeseen and think the project through like never before, before you really dive into it. Because you could be in the middle of a project and not be able to get something. Right. For instance. It's happening every single day right now. I have been without a stove now for two weeks. Our our stove in our kitchen is 20-something years old. When we remodeled our kitchen... A few years ago, four or five years ago now, we reused it because it was a, good. Yeah. yeah, it was a gas It's a range. nice stove, honestly. Yeah, it's a professional, like, nice gas range. And it blew up. You replaced all the appliances around it. it and, but that one. But that one. So 
it blew up and it literally like blew up. We were cooking <laughs> on it and I went to go light the one of the burners and it went boom. Shook the shook the stove and blew the power. So I went out, turned the power back on, and the everything coming out of the stove, all of the gas burners now are neon green. Weird. Yeah. So it kind of freaked me out, and, <laughs> and nothing, none, none of the electrical would work on it. Um, the light was flashing on the clock, but that's it, and that's the only thing electrical that would work. So we killed it, killed the gas, and I called around to a different, a couple different appliance places, and they are out for one, like several days to even come and look at it, and they want way too much money just to come and look at it. And on top of that, a couple guys that I talked to said, you know, I gave him the unit, the 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 item that, you know, we had, the model number. And he was like, well, I'm not even sure we can get parts for that thing. So we got stuck. So we went to the store like, oh, well, I guess we got to buy a new one. Yeah. Well, we're not getting that for uh, another three weeks. Oh, man. From now. So we will we will be without total for um, over a month without a stove. So are you are you just eating a lot of microwave meals then or <laughs> a lot of microwave, a lot of crock pot, <laughs> a lot of uh, restaurant DoorDash. Yeah. But uh it's something to consider yeah. because the minute you think yeah, no problem, I can get that. Then you're going to be burned. Yeah. And you're going to be sitting in the middle of a project that you don't want to be without. For instance, a bathroom, you know, you get you pull the old toilet out, throw it in the trash. And you go to buy a new one, and you don't, you can't find one. A lot of manufacturers are working hard to replenish um, all of their, you know, the stock that they have manufactured and ready to ship because they have depleted their their back stock and they're emptied their shelves just trying to get people's projects completed, and uh, they are working very hard to replenish their stores well when the when covid hit i get this question all the time why is this the case why is why is this out why is this one thing so expensive well it's because of covid it didn't necessarily affect uh certain aspects of the economy but in others it really did and people got laid off so entire factories where they produced a thing for whirlpool dishwashers um, they, now they can't get that thing. Because they can't thing. go to work, yeah. Because that one company that makes that one little thing uh, couldn't go back to work, and it's just created this cascading effect of being out, and then they would get that thing in, and then the other thing would go out. Mm-hmm. So it's all across the board, across all things, and the demand for construction has been ginormous. So, yeah, when you've depleted your entire supply chain – it's going to take a while to get that back to normal. Yeah, that's no so. question. And then you add to that, here in the Pacific Northwest, you add to that the wildfires that came on and city after city after city that were evacuated and so many hundreds of homes lost to fire. Well, those people all who are displaced, um, the, even if it wasn't a COVID thing, they can't go back to work. And so the places where they were working that were making things now are not making things because those people are trying to get back into homes. And I mean, yeah. it's it's a lot. That's I'll give going you another. On. Sorry, I'll give you another quick story. I'll be quick. Uh, our neighbors sold their house in September, and the new owners uh, took possession of the house on a Thursday. 
And right after they signed the paperwork, they drove to the house, all excited with their new keys, only to find that the house had flooded. What? The, there was a pipe upstairs that had burst, and it had leaked the day before, because they went over on Tuesday for the final walkthrough. And then on Wednesday morning, the movers showed up to take out all of their staging furniture. So some at some point between Wednesday morning and Thursday evening, that pipe broke and just sprayed water and ruined all of their hardwood floors downstairs, ruined their bathroom downstairs, and both bathrooms upstairs. So now they, now they are stuck. They couldn't even move in. They had to be out of their old place by X amount of time or whatever. And now they're renting a house somewhere. And I'm not kidding you, Tony. It has been, I mean, what? Almost a month and a half since they've taken possession of the house. And they're still not in there. There's not even construction going on. Oh, man. They, they don't even have construction workers in there doing anything because they can't find any. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, that is an extremely sad story. I, I know. Feel I feel terrible, terrible for him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing we're facing. Uh, contractors are so busy um, and materials are in short supply. And you know what? The, the materials that are available are expensive. I mean, you know, prices are up f- all across the board on everything. And uh, it's a difficult time right now. Yeah. It's a great time to do a project, but you need to start at the early on in the beginning and do your planning. Make sure everything is figured out. Start purchasing your th- products early, right? A little bit of time uh, so that you have everything for the time that you start it. And on top of that, I just want to throw this out there. Um, now is a really good time to have patience and a little compassion for everyone. Because on top of all of that that's going on, there's a lot of people that are homeschooling their children. So they're either splitting time, working from home, or doing their best to homeschool when they when they get home. Um, so it's just a tough time for everybody. So just be patient. <laughs> have some patience and some compassion. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Uh, it, it's And you know what? If you have, if you're someone who's been working, an essential worker during these last months since uh, May or whatever, when, you know, this thing got really ugly, um, it's been a very long, grueling last six months for mm-hmm. people that had to go and work in difficult conditions every day, deal with um, with other people who are frustrated and and have tensions running high all while you're strapped into a mask and you know you can't hear what the person's saying and you can't get close <laughs> enough to them to you know to anyway it's tough it's tough out there for the essential workers that have been doing it this whole time whether they wanted to or not and I know it's been tough for the people that were home not making the money they wanted to be making so it's any way you look this didn't benefit anybody that I can see. No. Yep. And so, and we're all getting through it together. So, uh, yeah, that was a great, it's a great tip. I mean, you know, just be extra patient and compassionate for the people that you're working with. We got to take another quick break. When we come back, more 2021 trends. You'll listen to Tony Gore, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back.
Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for sticking around with us. Today we're talking about Home trends, either uh, design trends uh, in the remodel and even new construction. Uh, We kind of spent the first half of the show talking about some of the things that we've been doing at our houses. Uh, I've been working on my house steadily for the last few years, so I feel like you've heard everything there. Uh, But let's talk about some of the things that we're seeing in new construction, because new plans come across my desk all the time. And I see these things on these plans that I see uh, new things that not always, you know, haven't been historically popular. Right. For instance, we talked a little bit about a home office. I feel like that is going to be a staple, at least for a period of time. You know, whether that's two years or 10 years, more and more people are going to be working from home. I think with the technology that we have. I think a lot of these uh, corporations and companies that employ these people that can work from home uh, will work from home. Yeah. I mean, we're having meetings via Zoom or, uh, you know, other uh, other types of media that allow multiple people to be having a um, a visual and audio conversation on their computer. It doesn't matter where they're sitting. They could be sitting anywhere. Right. And, uh, and, you know, <laughs> we see commercials on TV that surround that, and we see all of that happening. It's, it's, uh, it's lending itself to people being at home and then the, the possibility for big businesses and corporations to be saving money um, by not having to house that many people at one location. So that's something that's new. You know, I know at, at my house, we, uh, when we first built the house, 15 years ago, we had one really big, great room and we split it in half and we put a craft room. Half of it is the craft room. Half of it is the family room, right? So instead of a great room, you have a not so great room. I have a, I have a lesser, I have a lesser room. You have an oak. Two, two lesser rooms. The house, the house's okayest room. Yeah. But the craft room is a place where, uh, you know, lots of great things happen. Um, we have a, all of the things that we do that are very super crafty, crafty, all the magic happens. Well, in the you craft are room. the crafty one. Well, we had to turn the craft room into a home office because my wife is working from home now. So with my wife working from home, we had to take the craft stuff out and put an office in there. Now we're looking to turn a bedroom into a craft room. Yeah. Well, so now your kid, your kids are out of the house now. Kids so are gone. You've got room. I've got room. So you should do one as a home office and the other one is just a closet. A giant walk-in closet. Yeah, a 20 by 16 walk-in closet. It's a monster. That'd be. I don't have enough clothes to fill it up. Well, that is one of the things that I'm seeing a lot of on the newest plans. Walk-in closets have been pretty popular, but I'm seeing them on more and more plans, even from the basic, what, what I would call affordable housing, uh, the, the, you know, the smaller f- floor plans, single, you know, level or duplexes even, or multiplexes. I see more and more walk-in closets. Yeah. Well, and they get bigger and bigger, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I see that too. You know, something that I've noticed a lot is uh, that I've never seen before is different types of roof roofing applications. Like uh, a portion of the house will be roofed in composition roofing, um, maybe like yours, maybe a, a presidential uh, composition roof, and then some super steep accents to the roof, like a like a. 612 pitch gable or a couple of 612 pitch gables that are roofed with standing seam metal roofing, which is a, or maybe it was just a porch cover. Just the porch cover comes off uh, in a shed roof style and it's roofed with a standing seam metal. It is a very cool look. I really like it. It is. And that actually coupled with the modern farmhouse, it's a very, you know, that standing seam metal, it's kind of kind of brings in that farmhouse look or, you know, even a barn, you know, you see a lot of standing seam metal on barns and that's kind of reminiscent of that, you know, along with that siding, same thing. You're seeing different mixes of siding going on houses, the standing seam metal at a variable pitch, like you said, a shed roof. Uh, And then you'll see like board and batten mixed with lap siding or rock I see tons and tons of stone mixed with the board and bat and lap siding. And I think it looks really cool. You know, the modern farmhouse, the Joanna Gaines <laughs> yeah. explosion that happened it, that just won't go away. Yeah. Another thing that I'm seeing a lot is on the exterior are accent walls that are sided vertically with natural wood. Yeah, and maybe maybe they're put up there with that uh, Tamlin uh, aluminum extruded sort of uh, flashing pieces or separation pieces. What are you calling those? Yeah, yeah, Tamlin extreme trim, extreme trim. Yeah, so it's extruded aluminum. In uh, yeah, no, you're right. That uh, there's kind of two different things that I'm seeing a lot of the modern look. It's a very modern where you'll have the panels that are smooth, like hardy panels that are smooth with the very fine gaps between them that almost look futuristic. Right, yeah. Uh, you kind of get that look with that extreme trim, or Fry Reglet's another one. James Hardy makes their own extruded aluminum trims, um, but it gets that really cool, modern, sleek look. But then coupled with raw, natural wood. Right. You know, the or or even hardwood. I've seen Epay. I've seen uh, Cedar, Tongue & Groove. There's a new product on the market even now that's kind of come in from Europe that's thermally modified. Have you seen this product? I have. Yeah, it is dense. IWP, one of our uh, our biggest vendors and sponsors of this show, they they sell a product called Thermary. Therm, T-H-E-R-M-O-R-Y, Thermary. And it's they they run wood... Through this process, they call it thermal modification, and I, they basically bake all of the sugars out of the wood slowly, and it leaves a very stable and rot-resistant piece of wood. And now they're making different siding profiles and decking profiles out of, like, ash, ash wood, and it looks so cool. I actually bought about 5,000 linear feet of it for one of my really good customers' personal house. Oh, wow. So I'm excited to see what that looks like going forward. Yeah, it is a, it is a great look. Uh, I mean, you know, we 
there's been a lot of homes in the past that have natural shakes on the exterior of the home. And, you know, it's there's a lot of uh, maintenance that goes into yeah. that. Well, that's kind of really become kind of common now. Or, you know, you, you wouldn't see that all the time, but then that blew up where you'd have like the belly band and the gables, you'd have the cedar shakes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that, uh, a lot of that with a lot of high maintenance, but I think a product like you're talking about here, maybe um, even be a low maintenance product, but gives you the same sort of natural wood look. That would be a pretty cool thing to have. Also, I think there's some composite products out there that look like natural wood, but are not. And they, they have a vertical sort of exterior siding application as well. Okay, more of these project trends when we come back. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking about design trends in the time of the COVID-19. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of design trends that are changing and evolving. And, you know, a lot of projects that people are working on this year that uh, probably will continue next year. And uh, we've been kind of touching on some of those projects and... Some, you know, some of the trends that we see going forward and some of the newer trends on new construction that we're seeing. Uh, you know, the modern farmhouse is so hot right now. I feel like in five years from now, we're going to look back and say, oh, man, that was so 2020. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, it is so popular. You know, the board and bat siding painted stark white with black trim. You know, I remember the first time I saw that was... On a Street of Dreams house, probably four years ago, maybe. Oh, only four? Yeah, maybe five. I feel like it was four, though. It was, you you know, because we did that show, and we interviewed the builders mm -hmm. on this show. Right. And uh, I don't remember how long ago that it was. It seems like it was longer ago, but... But uh, that was a, to me, that was a very cool house at the time, and they were very new with that trend. Yeah. You weren't loving some of the things, some of the aspects of it though, on the interior, for example, they a lot of painted brick. There's a lot of open shelving that was in the kitchen area that you didn't love. The painted brick was, uh, seemed very authentic to me. It looked uh, cool. I really liked that. It was almost, it wasn't like a, like a stark white, you know, very white brick. It almost it was warm. white washed. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a warm feel. I liked it. But the, uh, I don't see a ton of open shelving anymore. Um, the same goes for the glass doors, you know? It's the same thing. You know, it looks cool in a magazine, but in reality, you have to make all your stuff look good all the time. You know, who wants that much pressure to have all matching dishes that look really good stacked neatly on an open shelf? Well, yeah, but you can, you can still have that. We have... Four cabinets of my 24 wall cabs in the kitchen. Four cabinets that have that have glass doors. And those four cabinets have the china that we use that is all matching. 
And so you just choose to put in there what you put in there. And again, it's obscured glass. It's not clear. It's narrow read, right? Which gives you a really good look. It matches the glass in the hutch, which is in the entry. So you can have that glass look without overdoing it and without it actually being see-through. When you look in there, you just see a bunch of white or a bunch of clear or whatever color your your dish of choice is, right? Yeah. But uh, you can do it and make it look good. But I hear what you're saying. If it's all glass and it's see-through, then uh, you know you have to organize it, and nobody wants to do that. I think it's one of those design trends that was super, super, super trendy, and a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon. They went and bought the, uh, you know, the cast iron <laughs> or black iron. And, uh, you know, piping and built it all together and put put it on the wall and put a little piece of wood on there. And it looked really, really cool. Uh, I think I have a feeling that's one of those that a lot of people regret over time. Just from people that I've talked to that said, man, always having to, like, deal with yeah, everybody if, seeing your stuff. If they put it in the primary location where you're you, getting and using the stuff and having to put it back there all the time, right? Sure. So in my house, I have some of that black pipe open shelving behind the dining room table. As more of a display, And it's a display, right. So those things don't move. I mean, sometimes they move, but most of the time that stuff that's up there stays there. Uh, And so, and it's it's nice. It's it's, uh, stained really dark, so... It uh, it's it's not really standing out, but it is a really nice look, and yeah. I am happy with the way that it looks still today. Well, so. some of the ones that I saw that I commented on that I didn't care for were you know entire kitchens, where the whole kitchen, all the lower cabinets were, you know standard box cabinets where you could put all your stuff away, but all of the uppers were either clear glass, open shelving, uh, just all your business, yeah, hanging out there, yeah. Uh, you know, something else that we see a lot right now that we, we, I mean, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but outdoor living, um, outdoor living huge. This is something else. You know, when you and I were walking through that street of dreams home, they had a 16 foot wide, clear opening door that had multiple panels that stacked as they opened up. And then the floor treatment on the interior was the same as the floor treatment on the exterior, some tile. And so it's almost like when those doors were open that there was no difference between inside and outside. Right. They had a big covered porch outside and they had furniture out there, not necessarily outdoor furniture, or maybe it was, but it was protected. And uh, yeah, that was a... That was amazing. Just the the way that it was put together was beautiful. Well, something has happened in the last few years with those style of doors. In the beginning of that style, you know, it was kind of known the Nana Wall door, and they were known they're, they're very very nice doors, but they're also very very expensive. You have to design them right. You have to have the proper headers installed. You can't just take a you know a three foot opening. And slam a 10 foot wide or 12 foot wide or 16 foot wide accordion door in there. Right. It's just, you can't do it. So, over the years, they have become a lot more popular because a lot of manufacturers, different manufacturers, have jumped on that bandwagon and have figured out less expensive ways to achieve that look. Um, some I've even seen where it's these sliding walls that's not necessarily the accordion style. With the sliding glass doors, 
where you'll have multiple tracks. Multiple tracks where it slides one into the other into the other. And then by the time you're over, you are limited on the overall width, but it's still pretty stunning. Yeah. You can get those big, wide, you know, 10 foot, 12 foot wide doors. And it looks really, really cool. Yeah, but stacking up windows and big doors and big openings on one side of the house that opens up to your outdoor living space is uh, more and more common all the time. Uh, And you know what? Not even just if you have a view. I mean, you don't even have to have a view. People will do it even when they're looking at the fence, you know, that's 40 or 50 feet away. Yeah. Well, Um, you know, and that's another thing as well is the landscaping. Landscaping is increasingly becoming a very important aspect of outdoor living. Uh, you know, water features. You see lots and lots of water features, albeit if, even if they're small. Uh, but even on the smaller, um, you know, starter homes, you'll see really nice landscaping going on in the front yard and in the backyard because the properties themselves are quite a bit smaller. Right. You know, you're seeing zero lot line or very, you know, very, you know, short lot lines, small lot lines that are, you know, offsets are three feet. Wow. Or four feet. Yeah. Uh, And with that comes a very small backyard, a very small front yard. So I'm seeing a lot less lawns, you know, very minimal grass and maximum on the low maintenance maintenance stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely happening a lot, and and everything that you want to be able to do outside, from watch TV to playing games, uh, you know, they'll have a covered. I see this very commonly a co- a big covered back patio, and then a curtain that is attached to the patio cover, which allows you to ultimately go outside and close the entire space off. Yeah. So if it's in the winter months. Uh, you you can cut out the wind and still be outside, adding usable living space to the home, but outside. And then yeah. of course you add a heater or a gas fireplace or like you've got a gas fire pit sort of, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then you're adding heat and comfort and ambiance and all of that out there. And the exterior furniture, like I mentioned earlier, the outdoor furniture is looking more and more plush and more and more like regular interior furniture. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's a very cool thing. I know I just got some new outdoor furniture and, and I absolutely love it. It's great. Spending a lot more time outside. <laughs> nice. All right. We got to take another quick break. When we come back, more home trends. You're listening to Tony Core, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. Listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today, we're talking about design trends, home construction trends, remodeling trends. And If you haven't already, go check out our Instagram and Facebook and YouTube channels. Uh, We've got all kinds of content being going going up there this year, and uh, we're absolutely loving it. We would love if you went and followed us, liked our pages, and and did all of that stuff. 
If you ever want to send us an email, you can do that. You can send it to uh, Show. Weekend Warriors at Par.com. Oh, that's that's right. Weekend Warriors at Par.com. Or you can go to our website. It's www.homeshow.com. Right. And find all the information there. You'll also, if you ever miss this, any part of this show, you want to hear it, uh, or any uh, past shows, you can go listen to those. Uh, just search the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, that's a really cool thing to do. So. Uh, today in Design Trends, we are kind of talking about outdoor living. It is so huge. Uh, you should plan for it. If you're building a house, it is one of probably the most important things to any home buyer in the Pacific Northwest. They want to be able to go outside, sit on their deck or sit on their patio or, or whatever they have and enjoy that space. I think in the Northwest especially, it rains so much here that you want to be able to be outside as much as, as possible throughout yeah. the whole year. Here's something else, Corey. There, people are building outdoor living spaces and not covering it all. Like, for example, they want to have a large area that's covered in case it's raining, right? Uh, you can be undercover and protected from that. But then they also want to have a space where they can sit or or do whatever, but under an open space, like a pergola, a pergola that is not fully covered, lets light and warmth and sun and, and wind and all that stuff in. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's not just open air. So what, how are you, you've bought, you built a patio cover that opens and can be open or closed. So it yeah. can be waterproof or not waterproof. Um, do you think that going forward, you will use it both ways? Uh, we have, we've had it for about a year now and we do, we use it when it's sunny outside, I open it up. It has louvers. There are these interlocking extruded aluminum louvers that when closed is 100% waterproof, not water resistant. Water doesn't drip even with <laughs> yeah. the heaviest rainfall. You'd have to get some sideways rain. With some sideways rain, maybe you get a little. Well, not through the, the but cover not through itself. The roof, right? But yeah, you from the side, sure. sure. It's not open on the sides. It's just a, a cover. Right. Uh, but when it's sunny out, you push the button on it, and a little motor opens those louvers up to whatever angle you want them to. Uh, if you want to let in just a little bit of sun or a ton of sun, it is awesome. And uh, Adrian Pusharski is my local guy here who is the... Uh, local rep for that product and if you're interested just let me know and i can put you in touch with him it's fantastic so you feel like though that it provides an ample amount of shade if you want it to provide shade in the warm summer months oh yeah absolutely we put it over our hot tub and we use it when it's raining outside we can still get in our hot tub no problem you know you would think that being in a hot tub being getting rained on that it you wouldn't care but it's terrible yeah so being that's in the a thing. hot tub when it rains is terrible i literally just had this conversation with somebody who said there's nothing they love more than being in the hot tub when it's raining on them i don't get that i i, I mean i'm just saying i i don't have that opinion i don't have either opinion but um but you know there are people who like they want to be outside in the hot tub 104, right? And snow coming down, landing on their head. That's bizarro. Is it? 
It is because I've tried it. Well, how about I... polar bearing? Is that bizarro? <laughs> no. When it's, it's <laughs> being out in the hot tub and it's when it's snowing is awesome. That's different. Oh, I see. It's different than rain. Yeah. Rain is just <laughs> pounding you. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, it just goes to show to each his own and her own. And uh, everybody has a different uh, desire to use the outdoor living space however they want to. And uh, so open pergolas, very popular for providing shade in the summer months. And then covered patios, very popular for providing protection from rain and snow in the winter months. But any way you look at it, people are doing it outside. The only thing we didn't talk about is a barbecue cover. A barbecue that is integrated into a little kitchen with some cabinet space maybe, some countertop space, and then of course a cover over the top of that as well. You did build a little... A barbecue cover over your barbecue, and uh, it's a cute little fella. But yeah. uh, I think I might, as I'm going forward, I might expand on that a little bit, make something a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's uh, I did. I only built it big enough to just cover my barbecue, and then me from getting rained on if when, I run out there. When you're standing in front of it. Yeah, to tend to the food. I don't want to be getting wet, and it's it's only probably what? What do you think? Four foot by eight foot total. Yeah, I like so. it. It's good. Works for me. Here's something else that seems to not be going away. Open concepts. I know that uh, we, when we were, we were watching HGTV and they come into a house, the very first thing they say is, knock down that wall, knock down that wall, knock down that wall, open concept. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, though, that it's still really popular. Uh, it's happening because you people are gathering more. It, do you feel like 2020 is the year of the gathering? People are gathering. Well, not to get not with other people, <laughs> right? Not but with themselves, with sure. Themselves. Self. It's a self gathering. It's a thing. family gathering area. And they're spending a lot of time inside the house. And I uh, will say, I have seen that change over the years. I mean, I saw it got it got to a point where the open concept, I think, went a little too far. Where you had the dining room, the great room, and the kitchen. And the little side room over here, all in this one giant big open space. And I actually talked to a lot of people that had that situation, and it's it was too open. They fell out of love with it? Well, yeah, because if you have a lot of people over, they tend to gather in the kitchen. Right. And then if you have groups of people, you know, and if you have three or four or five people hanging out over here, and they, they're trying to be quiet... And you've got this larger group of people in the kitchen. It just gets louder and louder and louder and louder and everything. Now everybody's yelling just to try and talk over the talk other over person. to there's, listen. There's no, it's like being no in a, a bar. There's no spaces. Yeah. No. So I have started to see that calming down slightly on newer plans. I'll, I'll see a um, maybe a sitting room or a TV room that's off that's separate. Or even a formal dining room. That is actually coming back. I'm seeing that more on plans. Um, I've talked to people that want that formal dining room separate from uh, the other areas. And having a great room connected to your kitchen, I think, is totally fine. As long as you have maybe a little bit extra space somewhere that you can break off into smaller groups if you so choose. Interesting. Yeah. You know, that seems... uh. That seems like that makes good sense. Um, I, I just feel like that the, the open concept, I think I felt like it was going to be a short-lived thing, and yet it's simply not. 
It's not. It is a. Uh, it's full full steam ahead, but here's refined. one. Here's one that's never going to turn around and go back, in my opinion. And it's a huge shower. Showers just get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger. The biggest shower I ever seen in my life was we did. We took a vacation to Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, and they had a shower. When you walked into the bathroom, the bathroom was ginormous, but the shower portion of it was 10 foot by 10 foot square. <laughs> wow. The shower. Wow. But the tub was in the shower, which I thought was weird. Interesting. Uh, but it was huge. Yeah, it actually I, had like 12 shower heads or some crazy. I saw a shower recently that had nah, four shower heads and plus a rain head in the middle. Um, and it was 10 feet long, but only about five feet wide or so. That's still, Ma- Maybe six feet wide. But they had a full set of cabinets at the back. So where you walk into the shower, which is... 10 feet away from the shower head. It's a whole set of cabinets right there. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, we got to take another quick break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking about design trends and up-and-coming remodel trends and new construction trends. Uh, You know, some of the top home improvement projects of this year. What would you say, Tony? Well, I mean, my view is limited probably as far as, but definitely outside. It's everything for me. The biggest thing has been outside. As far as what specifically, decks and fences, both of those are huge. Uh, Patio covers have been big. Um, Yeah, so everything that can be done outside has been big. Yeah, uh, I would couple with that gardening and landscaping you know, lawns. Yeah, we sold a lot of patio patio pavers and retaining wall blocks. All of those uh, landscaping type items have been big. Probably even uh, raised garden beds. Oh, yeah. That's probably another big one. People yep. doing gardens. Absolutely. Yeah, I see a lot of doors and windows being replaced. I mean, I don't sell doors and windows myself, but Par Lumber, we sell a lot of doors and windows. And... Our window and door salesman that sits in our office is has been very busy this year. So, excuse me, I see a lot of that going on. I'll tell you, I read an article uh, recently that said that a lot of people are moving back towards sand in place floors, solid, solid surface floors. I'm 100% on board, and I'll tell you why as soon as you, you're done. Yeah, I, I just I heard that it's trending away from. Uh, laminated veneer tiles and from, you know, uh, obviously linoleum or uniclick or snap together hardwood floors or engineered hardwood floors. Uh, I hear that a lot of that stuff is is being replaced by sand in place hardwood floors. Have you heard the same thing? I actually haven't heard that particularly, but I 100% agree with it. Um, for instance, you have pre-finished engineered hardwoods in your house. I helped you install those. Right. I have pre-finished hardwood, f- engineered hardwood floors at my house. And 
after several years of use on the floors that I have, I hate them. Hmm. I absolutely hate the engineered hardwood floor segment. And I would much rather have sand in place. The reason being, um, they swell up. Any sort of water that sits on the surface for more than like 25 seconds, I swear. <laughs> it takes a little longer than that. It but seeps in yeah. between the pieces of, of wood. Between I mean, the tongue and groove. Between the tongue and the groove. Where it's that, not finished in there. Yep. And that plywood swells up and it creates problems all over the place. Yeah. I have hickory floors, hickory um engineered hardwood and the top veneer on the the one that we bought is really thick it's like it's almost quarter of an inch thick so they can actually be sanded in place what we're told by the salesperson that sold them to us uh, up to three times so you could sand them and have them refinished up to three times so at least i have that going for me like i can have them refinished but a lot of them you can't it's the top veneer is so thin you can't do anything with it in the, if they're all scratched up or swelled up or whatever splitting, you're kind of just got to tear them out and replace them. Uh, but the biggest difference between those and a sand in place is they're all sanded together and then they put a coat. It's like a monolithic coating over the entire thing. So if water spills on it, it can sit there for a period of time and not soak in right away. Versus, again, like me, like the kids right in front of the uh, the old uh, ice maker on the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. You know, you drop an ice cube there, get up in the morning, and it's all swelled up in that little area. Yeah. And it doesn't go back down very easily. And it, if it does, it, it takes a very long time. It does take a long time, yeah. Yes, that's frustrating for me as well. Uh, my, my floor is bamboo, and so bamboo doesn't sand very well. Uh, so even though, uh, the, the manufacturer of the product that I have did say it can be done, it's a super touch and go process and you have to have a professional that you know, knows what they're doing because it has a tendency to feather up and then you end up with a real problem. Mm. So, um, so, and you know, the, the finished surface of my floor is, was not, the finish was not super durable. And so I end up with a lot of scratches in it that, uh, are showing up more and more as the years go by. And so it's, uh, I really want to see it buffed or, or refinished, but um, we haven't, we haven't looked too deeply into that, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and I definitely think that, that there's some merit to that article that I read. And it does feel like people are going more that direction. Yeah. I mean, on, in the beginning, yes, it's more expensive. You pay more for sand in place. You pay more to have it sanded and then finished and it does take longer if you have floors in your house that you're getting put in um it takes quite a bit longer because they have to put them down they have to well the first they have to bring the material into your house and let it acclimate for a week mm -hmm. or however many days it, they yep. want you to yep and then they have to put it down and that takes several days and then after it's down they have to sand it all down and that takes a couple days. Then they got to clean that up and then put a coating on there. Yep. Wait a day, put another layer of coating on there. Wait a day, put another, you know what I mean? It's a several step process that, you know, you probably got to be out of your house for at least a week, at least, if not more, 
we had some friends get it done, and they were out of their house for two weeks. Wow. So that's a commitment. It is a commitment, but building a new house, when I build my new house, sand in place 100%. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think as I as I get older, I am thinking more about the two story house that I live in and the stairs that I climb, and uh, I definitely think that uh, I, I know for a fact I will be looking for a one story or a single story. I certainly want to have the master bedroom on the first floor. Uh, I feel like that uh, more people that I talk to sounds like master bedroom on the first floor is also one of those things that's trending forward. Yeah, master on the main has been a. Uh a thing that was you didn't see a ton of, and now you see it more and more and more because of just like what you said, aging in place is a thing. Yeah, People want to buy their house and not have to worry about getting to a certain point and having to sell to try and find a single story or a master on the main house. Yeah, they're actually designing homes very commonly now with doorways wide enough to accommodate a wheelchair and... Um, low profile sills to accommodate a wheelchair and um, in different aspects of the home that are designed to be more user friendly as you reach retirement age and beyond. Yeah. The, uh, the big one is in the bathrooms, you know, where you have the zero curb look and that takes some forethought. You can't just choose later on to say, I want to put in a zero, a curbless shower. Right. You can't just do that because the it, the level of your shower compared to your floor, there are there is material extra materials that go into your shower to be able to have a shower, and that has to. So you have to build that area lower. It has to be built in that specific area lower than the rest of your floor. So if you just have a all flat floor. You can't have a curbless shower. Right. And buying a, a tub or shower that has a door that allows you to open it and go in, you know, those can be pretty expensive. And uh, and you're going to be spending that money anyway. So if you're making those decisions, that's something to look at. Uh, yeah. A curbless walk-in shower is uh, certainly something to, to think about. If you're building a home, you're forever home. Yeah. And that's another thing. Very very um, up and coming. You know, that people are talking about this all the time. There's a show, Your Forever Home, and people are building their homes to retire in. Interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a trend going forward. Uh, last thing for me, I mean, honestly, I touched on it earlier, but it has become bigger and bigger and bigger, is designing and building, even remodeling it with energy efficiency and health in mind. That's insulating to a high degree. Uh, And there's a lot of things that you can build into your house that allow you to have a very energy efficient home. High-heeled trusses, heat pumps, uh, energy efficient windows. Uh, When you're looking at windows, you want something with a very low U value. U value is an inverse of R value, which we're used to seeing, R38 in a roof, in a window, it's you want the lowest U value possible, uh, which is the transmission of energy between the two spaces. You know, right? right. So yeah, that's what you're looking. For. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all of these things, uh, things that are, are changing as we go forward, and 
It's very exciting to talk about. It's all the time we got, though. We got to go. I know. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here on the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week.